Are you good? Here you are. I'm here. You're, yeah, well. It only took. Last time you were here, we were like not in the middle of the pandemic, but we were kind of in the middle. We were like toward, I, I think you were here. You made me sit in a different room. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was the height of the pandemic. That was like two years ago. No. Yeah. 2020. No. Yeah. The summer of 2020. Yeah. And we did a handful of shows in, in different rooms. Okay. So. I was in. So I won't rib you too hard, but I'm glad you're here. It took Thanks. a while. I like the new place. Do you? I do. It's different. It is slightly different. It's bigger. Did it take a long time to get all your gear? If I told you, you wouldn't believe me. I did it myself. No, no, I do believe that actually about you. Chris Moser wired everything, but in terms of moving everything, like the tables, and I mean, I I did with just put it in my pickup truck over like two weeks and just go. It was therapy. Okay, I I needed that. Yeah, that break. Right. Fuck, man, it was a lot of work. Yeah, wouldn't do it again. I like it here. Yeah, it's good. It it's a good vibe. There's parking. No more creepy long hallway. Yeah, there's lighting out there. The bathroom is now a couple levels above a dive bar as opposed to before it was dive right. bar level. So my feet won't stick to the floor anymore is what I you're saying. I don't think so. No. Okay. I, th- I mean, I'm missing right. some like uh, some quarter round in there, but it's like it's clean. Can my ass touch the seat in this bathroom? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's clean, clean regularly. Yeah. Good to know. Good to Anyways, know. thanks for coming and doing this. No Hopefully we can get you on a regular basis. That was the initial plan. But right. You no, know, shit goes crazy. We're going to, yeah. So, you know, we can, you and I have a lot to talk about. We can right. go all the way back to like, you know, because you left here in the height of the fucking pandemic. And you were talking about, hey, I, it's great because I don't have to shave my legs and yeah. you know, throw on a little deodorant and just put a baseball cap on and just go. Life's kind of like not like that anymore. Thank no. You. Almost back to normal, I feel like, maybe, right? Like, the kids are doing their thing and <laughs> driving me crazy again, you know? Um, the last two years, wow. I don't even, like, I can't even process all of that. Like, what time has been like. I will say... What is time anymore? <laughs> it's, it just, I don't even know what day it is every day. Um, that was the pandemic. That's the first thing you said when you came in. In the middle of 2020, you go, Eric, I don't know what day it is. Every day is Groundhog Day. It's all the same. Right. You still I, feel that way? Yes. I, yeah, kind of. Um, I have the biggest old lady calendar where I write things down. It was like, use your phone. I'm like, I can't. I don't, that's, <laughs> that's a little too much. I got the big calendar. I got the little baby calendar in my purse. So you're old school. I am. I take the cards from the doctor's appointments because I go to like, you know, with mm-hmm. my lupus and stuff, mm-hmm. I see a million doctors for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the last two years, people, I just, man, I just don't like people. Is that a fair that's place a, that's to a start? Great opening. Yeah. You, you don't like peopling anymore. <sighs> I don't. I used to just love I know. all the people. I, know. I just talked about this with my best friend. We had her birthday party, surprise party, very intimate, um, zero drama, zero, you know, nobody crying in the corner, nobody fighting about stuff. And it was just all the right people. And how, some of these people didn't even know each other. Yeah. But it was a good crowd. And she said, I said, it was just, I want a redo of that atmosphere. And she said, do you remember when you'd have parties and there'd be like 85 people there and, you you know, just all, I just wanted 
everyone to come together. Okay. Right? That was just me. I just loved yeah. it. Loved everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No. So what changed you? No. Um, I still... I still like to see what the good people that were, yeah, like were in my life are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I let the people I think that were, I think during the the last two years, the people that I let exit stage left, just it was just time. You know, so like I don't really have any like regrets as far as who I let in and out of my life. But Mm -hmm. I just feel like I took the good pieces that I could from them. But like ultimately, um, there's only so much that was being brought to the table. Sure, sure, Um, sure. And I consistently will try to save everybody while I'm taking the shovel <laughs> and digging myself the fucking biggest swimming pool, uh-huh. you know? So, uh-huh. um, and I had like a really rough few years with that. Um, I thought that I was cruising through the pandemic. Like I was still working out mm-hmm. and do, you know, doing all these things. And I'm like, I'm doing this and I'm watching everybody else. Like, like plummet mentally and I'm like I'm I'm doing so well but like really like was I or was I just you know not processing and then when I started to process it man I hit like the wall real hard really really hard and a lot of things just I just shut down completely so mm. now I'm I feel really light <laughs> you got your brains back Yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, but in doing that, it, it was, it's really about finding, like, the value in the people that are still in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got – I know you – you and I have talked about this. You you carry some s- small, close mm-hmm. friendships, mm-hmm. meaningful – Of course. – friendships. Not um, many. Not many. Right. Um, know who your acquaintances are and what value they bring you and, um, stick with your boundaries. Like that's the big one. The boundary thing Uh is for like, it's not for anybody. This is what I try teaching my kids. Like it doesn't matter if someone likes your boundaries or not. It doesn't even matter if someone likes you or not right, so right. they can again go do their thing but the worst thing about it is everybody nobody wants to really work on themselves what they want to do is project of course that's a problem with social media in general right the highlight reel man these companies put a big highlight reel mechanism out there and we're just fucking feeding into it yeah a hundred percent. hundred percent. Just going, just I mean, off. where's the feed at on here that says, um, you know, I hate my life. My marriage <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, my kid's an addict. Uh, uh, you know, where's all the things uh-huh. that are so real? Right. You know, right. Um, 
I see a therapist twice a week, you know, things like that. Um, nobody's doing that. No. All everybody cares about is what everyone sees from... Whether it's true or it isn't true. Correct. So you I got mean, off Facebook. And when you told me you were going to do that, I was a little bummed because Facebook's the main thing as an older guy. That's what I'm on. Yeah. I was kind of bummed by that because I'm still trying to figure out the Instagram world. But I'm dying to know... Because it's been a year, year and a half. When did you get off Facebook? Yeah, probably over, uh, definitely over a year. Yeah. yeah so sure. why did you do it? And what has it been like since you've left? So um, I choose, I, I think it's very important to. What came to the idea? What was the thing that sparked it? Like, I'm done with Facebook. Like, you just, you just wake up one day and say, yeah, I don't like the interface. I'm done. Or these people are nuts. Or what was the thing? I mean, people, yeah. I mean, I everybody's. I think people are actually nuts. I mean, I, and I, I'm going to put myself, I'm going to put myself in that. We're I think everybody is nuts in their own thing. I'm, I'm pretty good at, you know, self-realization to some extent, you know, owning, owning the things. Um, I really wanted to have more control over what I was following. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm very, I think, for me, it's I wanted to go into one platform and make sure that the things that I was feeding myself okay. were um, that they made me feel good. And part of the negativity and like the depression and the anxiety was stemming from oh, I want to be like that or I want to look like that or I would like to have that life or I want to... And, and social media does that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't really know Facebook versus Instagram. I, I, I really just started getting a lot more active on Instagram again. It was mostly like just my kids and, right. th you know, the right. dog and things like that. Right. Um, I'm got... I had to individually unfollow every fucking person you had to individually wait, wait, wait. Stop, i stop, had stop, like stop, stop. wait 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 when you wait, so wait a second <laughs> you just can't like terminate your account i wanted to keep the marketplace because i love like vintage furniture and i love like the people that give shit away sometimes so you or want to keep the classified ad portion of it yeah okay for sure okay so okay. um and you know the kids' school has a, you know, West Allegheny has a, a You really can't get away from it, really. For sports yeah, and things. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, my son who comes home and doesn't know anything about anything because he's a sophomore and he's all whatever. <laughs> I, I find out a lot of information. Of course you do. <laughs> through there. So, so that's it. Zero friends. And I, you know, this was the best. This was the best part about getting off of I, I i found this kind of funny is i had dozens of people like are you mad at me me included uh, <laughs> nope nope yeah no i'm not mad at you i just just I'm one mad at everybody. <laughs> Fucking hate everybody. Yeah. Um, 
So it was good. Um, I I thought it was very a very healthy move. Okay, so were there, what was the first couple of days like? Was it weird? Um, yeah, because here's the thing with with Instagram, it will uh, so connected, right? Facebook and Instagram are the same company. There's some interconnectivity there. But they it'll it will even the um, when it doesn't feel that you've like t- touched the app, <laughs> given it any attention, it'll put a little you know, asterisks up there. Like it wants you to acknowledge it. So so it started to, like, if I, I don't know, I like asked a question, I asked somebody about eye cream and this bitch like flags and I'm all, wait, well, what's that? And I look on it and it's, you know, looking up things for eye cream for me. That's a real thing. And I'm, I'm, that's scary. It's very scary. What else does it know about me? Oh, I just, it's just, I'm done with shutting that fucking thing off. Yeah. Honest to God. I mean, it's crazy. So did you, so you still had the other outlet. You had Instagram as an outlet if you wanted to do social, but I mean, was there like, cause I, I spoke to one other person who did what you did and they got off of everything and they went through withdrawals for like a couple of months. It was they hard say, for them. It was hard for them. They actually do say that, um, it's it, it's very much like a drug or alcohol or something mm-hmm. that you're going to walk away from, um, you know, or sugar, uh, mm-hmm. caffeine, mm-hmm. Um, and that your mind uh, craves it. Uh, and that's really, really sad to me because I can't even imagine mm. what like our kid, like my kids, you know, my son's going to be 17, my daughter's 12, and like what their minds are going to be like by the time they're our age with stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of sad. You know, nobody I just sits so. and talks anymore. Thus the show. Yeah. And anyway, anyway, it's funny. We were just talking about this a little bit off camera. I was telling her, you know, we're doing real conversations and people still can't wrap their heads around that. But I think people are starting to get it now. When I first did the podcast, Nikki, people were saying, well, you know, no one wants to listen to other people have conversations. I'm like, well, I don't know, but I'm seeing examples out there that people kind of are interested in watching other people live their lives and have conversations, things we used to do. Right. Right. But now it's like, there's no rational reason why Rogan or uh, Adam Carolla or Tim Ferriss or any of these people should have a thing because all this should just be part of our regular day. Right. Right. But we don't do this anymore. Well, and also too, the, these all the people that we listen to, um, and whether you, you know, you listen to them for various reasons, people pick up different things mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe you can't put into words, but that something just clicks and it makes sense to mm-hmm. you, and you and and sometimes that's nice. And so, like, Agreed. you know, I like quotes, and I and I really, it's it's funny. I really love the study of psychology, um, and it's something that I'm really impassionate about. Uh, and it's it's really helped me in my own life. It's helped me with my kids and parenting. Um, but psychology is a really cool thing because it, even though people might not really want to agree with you, people don't. People will literally watch this. And they may agree with something I said, but not like me. Mm-hmm. 
but they they won't give it to me. They won't give me the. No, they no, won't but, give me the. Credit. But in some weird way, but in some weird way that you have to. I I I I agree with you, and I have found that to be true. And I've just come to the point. I get satisfaction by the fact that they pulled something from it. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? I'm good. 100%. I'm good with that. I wasn't in the beginning, but I'm good with that. Yeah. You know? I mean, honestly, when you put yourself out there, mm-hmm. or when you in, even in basic yep. conversation, right? Um, you're gonna be open for criticism. Criticism. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to have thick skin going into it for you to even come here and sit here and have this conversation with me. There's already, and you've done it twice now, so you already understand. There's going to be, yeah, the daggers are going to come. Of course. You just got to like laugh at that shit because yeah. you know I I you know that that, that stuff always comes from. The, I used to say like there's a great quote that talks about that that criticism generally always comes from the spectators of life, not the participants. Right. I think also, that's generally true. I I would have to agree with that too. And in, in a lot of what we talk about, like projection, mm-hmm. um, you know, anybody that's out there worried about what everybody else is doing or pointing fingers and things like that is is typically something that stems from kind of within and hundred yep. percent. Um, and it, the fact of it is too is it's being passed down. Um, and that's, that's also scary too. I mean, all the things that we're handing our youth is, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit scary. Yeah, I certainly. Think I think, I think so too. I, I think there's a lot of unresolved bullshit that pe- that children take into adulthood. And I think most, most of us can manage it, but there are times where you can't. And when then. And it comes off heavy to children. I think that's happened a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of that came out during the COVID thing. Yeah. The stress of COVID. When I was younger, when you were younger, like, I didn't know, you know, what was, go- like, a lot of what was going on with my parents sure. and, like, um, you know, all their friends and, and all the, like, interpersonal workings That was, of- that was grown-up stuff. Correct. I wasn't in their conversations. In fact, if I came in, we didn't belong there. It, yeah, I mean, right? if I came in to an adult conversation, it probably stopped, and I was told to get the fuck out of the room, right? But now, it's. I mean, it's just full blown. Everybody knows everybody. Da, 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 like all the business and or all the shit talking or all the, and and then it's just everybody's wholly involved okay. in the circle. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and it's, they're like a bunch of little, uh, uh, jag off adults running around with the chip on the shoulder. Uh, the other thing that's, I found is that you can't have a conversation with another parent now about their kid. You can't do it. It's fucking impossible. So, <laughs> oh, I'm not letting you escape from that. We're going to dive into that a little bit. I just, I choose to, um, you know, having kids now that are high school age and whatnot, it's just, it's easier to, I, I kind of pull back mm-hmm. and I, I just go, hi, how you doing? But see, that's sad to me that we have to yeah. be that way because it's the society's the way it is. Yeah. Now. 
there's not a sense of like school age family like the way it was when like I was younger and there's the pre-social media era. Yeah. The internet was around, but that I mean that wasn't destroying it. It's social media, I think is the thing. But where okay, so like I would say 2008 before. That's I I, I agree, but where when did parents stop parenting? Yeah, I think it's been a slow burn. Yeah. And for then sure. for and like for another parent to be able to like talk to another parent and you know like if I did something wrong and and you know my friend's mom called my mom by the time I got home like right. I already knew I was getting my ass beat when I walked in the door. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it was. Uh-huh. Now it's like my Bobby would do that. Yeah. Okay. And I think. Yeah. And I think that's. But I think that's a trend over a couple of decades that that I've watched that happen. But it, yeah, now it's more exacerbated than ever because I think that parents are worried just as much about the reality of their appearance of their family and their kids. But yeah. They're also worried about this virtual reality and how they're seeing the world and their them and their kids being viewed on virtual. So there's right. all the, everybody's had this defense going on, like it's an unnecessary. Like the teachers know. can't yell at the oh, kids, and the parents can't yell at the kids. Everybody's entitled. The, Everybody's think, entitled. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we can't they, hurt Bobby's feelings. Yeah, the feeling thing is uh It's okay. A lot, lot to unpack here. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so wait a second. So you said, you just said that, um, like ch- children business and adult business used to have somewhat of a somewhat clear delineation, right? Yeah, for sure. And that was healthy, I think, in terms of how children were raised and the structure of things. But the internet gave us this big fucking sandbox, and we're all in there swimming. And age and position in life all got neutralized. Now, to some degree, you can make a point, I think, Nikki, that that's a good thing because it takes away elitism and all this bullshit. But I don't think it's healthy that a six-year-old is playing in the same fucking sandbox that a thirty-seven-year-old right. yeah. is. Right, and that's essentially what social media is. It's one big right. sandbox. The six-year-old's TikToking with the fifty-year-old, yeah, and, and or that's whatever. Where, <laughs> and that's where it's like. I mean, when Facebook's first started, I would get these friend requests from people, and I'm like, and I was like, okay, sure. Then I said, wait a second. I started looking through it, and once in a while, you'd find friend requests if you pay attention. To it. Like, how old is this person? Right. And you had to, you know, I had to cognitively be aware of that. But see, I think there should be mechanisms in place which the sandbox shouldn't be that big. It should be divided. Yeah, for minors sure. and and adults. It, that that should have happened from the beginning. Yeah, and it didn't. No, because no one said to their six year old, "You're not getting TikTok." Exactly. Right. Oh yeah, that it was. It's an adult thing. Or you're not. Or maybe it's you know until you're 13, you're not getting that or whatever. Right. No, and, and, and I was guilty. My kids got cell phones when they went well before they ever needed them. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's just uh we we don't. Some of the structure of life has been torn away. I mean, when you think about pornography, like a kid, it's no, it's no longer a thing that can be managed by adults to no. keep from away from children. You just now they're in the, the new reality is you can't stop it. Well, I will make one positive comment to that. Okay. I've had to have some very blunt conversations with my kids, maybe a little sooner than I wanted to. However, mm-hmm. I think they were warranted 
based off of some of the things they may have already known. Sure. Um, but I wanted to make sure that they had the facts. So the conversations were hilarious. I mean, they were great. They were great because my sure. delivery was so on point, as you could imagine, uh-huh. because I'm a clown. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to make sure that it, I mean, it was, things were already going to be uncomfortable as it was. But no one, you know, sorry, mom, but no one, <laughs> my mom was, my mom's amazing, but you know, no one gave me certain tools. Uh-huh. We weren't allowed, yeah. we, not allowed. We weren't having it. the conversations. Oh, no, hell, hell no. My dad's idea hell of, no. my dad's idea of sex ed was don't give anyone a blowjob. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, because somebody got caught doing it somewhere in the school and he knew about everything before I did, things like that. Right. And it was, you know, that was as, like, that was as caring, mm-hmm. you know, as deep as my dad would get. Mm. But, like, all the things that they, they find out anyway from it. So, you know, having the conversations. But that that's another thing is it's like nothing's too young now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's scary. To me, it's scary. So, you know, the talks about the alcohol consumption and how alcohol is going to hit you mm-hmm. when, you know, we were chugging out of fifths mm-hmm. and when your friends passed out on the floor and poisoning is probably already set in. He's not sleeping. And, right, right. you know, what the plan B pill is. And we didn't have access to that. And what, ha- you know, all these things that, some of these people have to are going to have to figure out by themselves or when it's too late, right? And some of the things that these kids think are so embarrassed to talk about, like their mental health or, you know, eating disorders right. or cutting or or all the things that are very real that if you see somebody, you know, the, you know, in the drug use and things, um I've had those very real conversations with the kids Certainly. in um, and so they may have been, <clears throat> excuse me, prompted by their early access to some of the really real topics that they see. And they, so, not that that was a good thing, but it was, it was, you know, an eye opening experience to, um, to, to give in some, some really real info. Well, I think what you're saying is, if I'm hearing you correctly, is it opened up the opportunity to have conversations earlier on in life, whereas if they weren't having you kill a kid, right, things could actually harm the child deeply if they have a misunderstanding of what actually is going on. Right. And I do, I honestly do believe, and I'm not just like patting myself on the back, my kids are extremely extremely well-rounded children mm-hmm. i'm i'm so 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 proud mm-hmm. of of them um and they're i mean not that they're not going to make mistakes of or course, of course. that they may have not already but they're i can at least like say that i've given them as much information mm-hmm. as i can and all of the dumb shit that i have done that I just have recently done, that I still do. <laughs> I I give them the delivery of information about my own life yeah. too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'll make mistakes for the rest of my own life. Sure. And so, um, you know, 
I'm I have a lot of good talks with my son too about relationships and you know things like that and and how to value people and how to be valued and stuff. And so, parenting is just so um, important, more important even now than it's ever been. But there's so little of it now, which is nuts. It's kind of going. Right. It's now. It's needed now more than ever, I believe, because of so many factors. But there's so little of it now compared to before the before right. times. I would say, like, in closing about that, it's not really about the amount of over-parenting. It's really about the quality of the parenting uh-huh. that that needs to happen yeah. with that. So so why is so – let me ask you this question. So why do you think the quality suffers now? What happened there? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, a, that's hard because I'm not – I don't I don't I would never want to suggest that I know what not. everybody's Yeah, we're doing. Just having a conversation. You know, and like it's hard because you hear people say like I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you sit back sometimes and you know that peeps there's some people out there that really aren't doing the best that they can, you know, mm-hmm. and there was times where I thought I was doing the best I can and I know damn well I wasn't giving us. it All the best us. that I could. Um and and so i think that people feel that if they show up for all of you know little bobby's games mm-hmm. and he sees them there that that's parenting um and that's what i mean by quality okay um because that's also very good because mm-hmm. some parents have nobody that shows up mm-hmm. however um that's not the whole equation. Though. Yeah. If you, you know, if you just show up and then you go home and go to bed or you go do what you got to do. And then, and, that, and that's really, it is you're just showing face. Then to me, that's not quality. Right. So. You see a lot of that in sports. Um, like, like children's sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so there's. I feel like the communication, I always try to spend a lot of one-on-one time with my kids. Um, so whether that's going to dinner, um, it's weird. I've seen, a, I've seen a really big transition more with my son than my daughter. I mean, she's still 12, but where my son now puts the phone down and he started to get on me about let's put the phone down mm. coming from a 16 and a half year old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, and when it when he has the phone and you know he's on his Snapchat or I'm on you know I'm on social media, he share like we'll share we'll take some pictures together and right. it's something that it's we could kind of it is not that that makes it better but it makes it a little bit better you know it does make so, it a little bit better and he lets me into his world a little bit which is nice so um and you know too it's about like I try to communicate with whoever's in his life I try to be communicative with their family and then you know so it could so we could kind of grow a little bit in communication together and get to know each other i think it's, that that's all it's so weird like if you had told me that like case in point if you if somebody had told my parents back in let's say 85 right long time ago but or 82 when I was a junior in high school, or let's say 80 when I was uh, on a ninth grade. So somebody, they would tell my parents that your son is going to now have a device which is going to allow him to have this own world 
which he could actually easily hide from you. You'll never figure it out. He'll have this entire world going on. My parents will say, there ain't no fucking way we're letting this kid do this. It's unfathomable, right? Right. But now it's a building mechanism to society where parents sometimes just have to accept that's the way it is. Right. Especially in crazy. Especially in homes where you have parents in two different households. Sure. Right? Sure. Um that's a big deal 100%. for a lot of kids who are under thirteen and they're like, Well, I really didn't want to get my kid this, but I want to be able to FaceTime and things like that. So I think that's a hard thing for some parents uh, that happened, you know, with, with my kids. Um, so to get one benefit, we have to put up with the right. potential negativities of it, right? Another positive, though, with my son is he's a driver now. So in there's how's a, that going? There's it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. My out. She, she says wait, that with, she's bracing as, herself as I'm scratching the table because my Audi needs new rotors. <sighs> Funny um, how that happens. Yeah. Um. There's a really great app called Life 360. I can track his location. I could track the speed he's driving uh, in my right vehicle. Right his father and I can go in on it together. Um, and he knows if he ever disappears from the location, he will lose a whole lot. There's no reason to disappear from the location. You disappear from the location, you're going to disappear from a whole lot more than that. So, so okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 so good. There's there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things we couldn't have gotten away with. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah, I still think it's shit. I still think it's, I still think it's more shit than it's good. But I'm trying to like play a little bit of the devil's advocate here. So let me ask you this: Do you think that social media has put all of us in competition with each other? Oh, forget, 100%. The, forget the commerce thing. Just on a social currency basis. Yeah. How many likes do I have? Uh huh. Everybody, every human them? is in competition with the uh, whether they recognize yeah. it or not. Yeah, they're going to partake in the sandbox. Yeah, they're in competition. Yeah, I think that's fucked. For sure. I, I think that's the worst of. I think that's the worst of capitalism. I'm a capitalist. But I think that's the worst traits of capitalism, which has infiltrated our daily lives and how we have some kind of fictional um, fictional currency out there yeah. of worth. Yeah, socially. It's not healthy. And and you literally can be in the most beautiful mindset ever, right? And you can genuinely have a great heart, love to help people. It's still, it's still in there. It's still in there. Uh Uh-huh. I follow wonderful, I follow a lot of wonderful people on social media. Mm -hmm. I follow people that make me feel good. I like their quotes. I like their body work. I like their body language. I think they're beautiful people. Um, But yeah, ultimately... I'm following you. Bingo. Because Bingo. I would like to be like you. I would yeah. like to have your mindset. We didn't live like that. Outside of glossy magazine ads or things we see on the tube or in the film. Yeah. But those were smaller moments of our lives. Right. Day in, day out, we didn't yeah. really do that comparison all the yeah. time. I mean, people just ha- – with social media – it is literally, if you went through your friend list, 
and you genuinely went through and took away anybody that didn't make you feel good, mm-hmm. I'd have like, yeah, I try to be more mindful of it now, but you wouldn't have a lot of people on there, do you think? No. No, and it, that's a whole, that whole pruning thing. Like my Facebook friend thing is like always floating around five thousand, which is insane. But it has to do with the guitar business. Yeah, you a have a lot going ago. on. Realtors. Well, yeah, but if I but but I'm sure if I sat for a weekend and pruned all that, not to be mean spirited, but just like I haven't talked to this guy in eight years. Oh yeah, I have dead people on mine. <laughs> I, I, I got a hundred dead people on mine. That's fucking great. It's it's horrifying at the same time. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm just too fucking late. They're no, in my phone book too. I know, you know? I, I know, and and that's what I'm saying though. It's like it's it's a uh, those are things like don't you think if they really cared about us? The social media companies really cared about the the people. They would help you prune like every month. They'd say, "Hey, if you're interested, here's a list of like a hundred people in your friend list of five thousand that you have not contacted in no, eight years." They do the opposite. They do the opposite. They Did do. you see the people you may know? Of course they do. They do the opposite. Here's a list of people you may know. And you go through that list and you're like, I I defriended wow. this person yeah. <laughs> intentionally six yeah. months ago. Don't you know I've already unfriended <laughs> this person? Of course they know. This one needs blocked. Of course, of course so they I don't know. This sh- one yeah. needs mental health. Yeah. Boy. No, I mean, I, I think I think intentionally they they <sighs> it's it, it's so insidious when you step back and look at it. Yeah. It's kind of ins- the word is insidious. I just don't know when when where's the bottom because I think we're That's almost my next there. Question. That's my next question. I think we're almost there. Okay. Okay. So or we have we reached? Are we climbing out? Have we reached the bottom and climbing out? Because I don't think we're at the bottom yet. I don't. I no. I wish we were. I I don't think we are either. Honestly. And that's sad because how long or can we get there like sooner? Can we get there now? People argue. Let me throw this at you. People <laughs> argue that this a lot of this bullshit started because a mother helped sell a sex tape of a daughter. And you can look at the merits of it all because, you know, it was going to be released anyways. They decided to monetize it, whatever. But it's that's somehow that that act somehow normalized a lot of lewdness and. Um, exacerbated the fact that we all have a value and she saw immense value by exploiting her daughter. I mean, it's a horrible thing to say, but I'm looking at it factually as to what exactly happened. People kind of point to that moment and then somehow that whole thing got grabbed by social media, primarily Facebook and Instagram early on. Like We're talking 2010, 11. Yeah, okay. And a lot of dysfunction and... Uh, in society was kind of rooted at that moment. Do you buy any, into any of that bullshit? I can't say that I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. I, th- I think it was a Kardashian. The Kardashian's mother Ooh, okay. sold the sex tape of, I guess, Kim and her boyfriend at the time. I guess it was coming out anyways, but she okay. decided, well, we're going to make money off. And then she sold the tape. Like, okay. Yeah. So people go back to that moment. Like, cause it's, cause before that, the arguments made like, it's unfathomable that a mother would want, a daughter's sex tape out there. And if it is out there, you'd want to do everything possible to minimize the quote unquote moral damage. You know, that's, that was the before times. Okay. But when that happened, people point to that as like, 
once that was off the table, then anything fucking goes. And that's kind of where we are 10 years, 12 years in now. It's an argument. I'm not saying it's my argument, but there's an argument that's been made multiple times. It, it kind of goes on the social media front in right. terms of like what where we are today. It yeah. kind of goes back like to that moment. Like what's too much? Yeah. What's too much? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's not my argument. I'm just repeating it. I, I don't know. I mean... I, I understand the logic yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get it. I that's that's a tough one. Try to put yourself in that in that shoe. I mean, if if it happened to your kid, what would you do? What, how would you view a solution? I mean, I'd want to burn the burn the world down right. for sure. I would think most people's reaction. Yeah, but that mother didn't do that. See, not just saying that she may wanted to, but she chose not to. Yeah, for she sure. monetized it. Which to me, um, completely legal ethics is a very a word. I don't think it even can apply to that circumstance. You know whether ethics value, but a moral everybody's morals is subjective, right? But I think that she monetized it, which then put a monetary dollar amount on salacious behavior, right? In a family, right? And that just set the world on fire, and here we are, right? I don't know if that's real. So- I, that's how it's been articulated to me. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack there, but I mean. I feel, okay, so (laughs) I feel like people shouldn't have to watch how they act. Like, she shouldn't have had to worry about who she was having sex with or possibly getting filmed because someone chose to overstep their boundaries, right? In the same sense... People should be able to put what they want to on social media without feeling like they're worried about what the what the content coming back or the opinions coming back at them are going to be. If you like a picture of yourself or you like what you're putting out there, you like the message it's sending or you like it, if you like it then you should put it out there. And the people that are choosing to follow you, if they like it, they should follow it. And if they don't like it, and this is a huge problem, don't fucking follow it. Don't follow it. I'm going to break everything on this table. Well, there's no reason. There's no, there's no, yeah, I don't care. But there's no reason to even engage with it. You don't like it. Just swipe, keep swiping. Do it. Don't get mad about it. That's a problem. Don't internalize it. Don't have it ruin your energy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if her boobs are out, if her shorts are too short, if she's in, you know, doing, if she's with this person. It doesn't matter in the scheme of your life. The thing is, though, they do like it. But they, they love but, it. But they think it, it, they want to take the high road. Oh, my morals are offended. No, no, no. You fucking Love it. like it. Because if you're, you're going to go past it. my picture and you don't like me, just tap it because you, you're there anyway. <laughs> just, no, but I, I, I get it. I, 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 it's, 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 um, it's an easy read, too. If they think they're fooling somebody, they're not fooling anybody. It's right? so wild. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. So I don't know that whole story of the Kardashians and all, but I do know that that it is. That they hate them. People hate them, but they want to see it. It's, it's, that's probably because they're envious. There's like it's an envy yeah. thing, and that's the like humans are just. But and that's just how we all are. I mean, that's so upscale, but that's just how we all are. Like, like case in point, the, I realized a long time ago that I, I never fit into the hip hop lifestyle. It was never my thing. No, I don't. I was. I grew up in rock and roll. If it was music that had to delineate it, I was just never. It wasn't my thing. But it, but I'm not the one that. I, I didn't care enough about it to sit and try to criticize it. I right. do I do think sagging jeans all the way below your ass track are pretty funny. But outside of making funny of that, I don't I don't think it's right or wrong. It's just not my bag. Right. I just do other things. Right. So it can coexist with my world. Right. 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 I don't it's not a negative or positive. I just I, right. I'm indifferent to it. Why can't, you know, me included, why can't we do more of that with other things in our lives? Anything. Right? With literally anything. It's crazy. Because I mean, people just need to have fight an about They need to have something. an opinion when they don't even, probably aren't even qualified to give a fucking opinion. I know I'm not qualified to give opinion on most things. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because they're bored. They're bored. Are we? They could do something better with their energy, with or their Are time. we stupid? Or are we addicted to the freaking the mechanism? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, I think, I think it's some, some wiring that, that is, like you said, like an addiction to negativity. Okay. So I feel that there has to be something else to talk about as a diversion to the real self. Hmm. Okay, that's deep. Don't don't process the self. Instead, they want to process what's you know what's going on with everybody else. And it could be any. It could be. It could be anything. You know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it really just deviates from self processing, self realization. In general, with anybody. Okay. Nobody wants to do the work internally. Okay, so let's go back and talk a little bit about what we talked about. Not that I expect you remember the whole conversation, but when we last met, I I'd, uh, started started COVID. It was a couple months in, I think three months in, maybe two months in, and I had decided I was going to change some things in my life. One of them was uh, my weight. So I was started losing weight, and I was sharing with you that like people were immediately thought I was sick. Yeah. And now I'm laughing now because that was after like 20 pounds. Right. They must think I'm like a fucking dead. emaciated or yeah. dead. I mean, but I'm still here. But no matter what I would say, they would some would not believe that I would did it intentionally. Right. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Like people are watching. I don't understand the why it's like I mean, I I saw your picture. It's and, insane. And literally underneath it, someone said, "I hope you feel better." <laughs> I, yeah, I get it, man. I mean, and, and, and that's all it takes. That's literally all that it takes. <laughs> I hope you feel better. That's all it takes. When I have to tell people, look, it's intentional. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. I appreciate the concern, and yeah. you know, I mean, thank you, but but they still didn't get it. And then what that does, here's what that does, which is very sad. 
it has you doing something. You're doing something for yourself mm-hmm. and your health. For sure. That was scary times. And you're having to now explain. Yeah. All and, the time. And this All is what I'm time. trying to get. This is what I'm trying to get away from. If someone comes up and asks me a question about anything, mm-hmm. I will gladly explain to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. But please don't assume that you know anything. Please don't. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a pretty forward person. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm choosing to not be forward, I'm trying to process it myself and sure. probably not doing a really good job with it. Sure. But same thing with you. You know, you had to actually go into almost defense mode. Oh, most definitely. Which ruins the uh-huh. whole health, mental uh-huh. health aspect oh, yeah. of what you're trying to do. Oh, I, 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 yes. And I, this is this is tough to admit, but I, I can tell you, I. What the fuck am I doing this for? I said, wait, do I really look sick? I remember asking my wife, I'm like, do I look sick to you? And she's like, no, I will tell you when you do. But, but it was like, okay, but why are people saying I look sick? But I, I logic, if I step back and looked at it. The whole weight loss thing in this country is just hard to deal with because people struggle with it. Right. And if and, it, and it's like if someone has success at doing anything for that matter, there must be an excuse or there must be something wrong. It's just too hard. And there must be either there's an angle, you're cheating, you found a cheat code. Because how many people would ask me, oh, please tell me what you're doing. I said, well, look, I don't want to tell you what I'm doing because... I can't, I'm not qualified to tell you how right. to lose weight, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. and then if it doesn't work for them, or if they would get sick on my diet, they'd come back at me. Yeah, right. There's no positive for me to share anything about what I do and anything because. Yeah. And I get that. It's never going to land. Yeah. I know you do. It's never going to land right. Right. You want it to. Right. When I started putting disclaimers on, look, you know, Make sure that, you know, your actions are the result of your own conclusions or whatever, because you have to say something like that because people don't get it. Body shaming is still body shaming. However, in every direction, when when somebody who's extremely overweight loses 300 pounds, Mm -hmm. it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when somebody that maybe loses, you know, 20, 40, 40 yep. whatever, yep. then there's something fucking wrong with them. Correct. Still body shaming. <laughs> Go figure Or when out. a small person puts on muscle, uh-huh. right? It's the same thing. It, so it, it's it's not a whole, it, it's it's not black. And, yeah, it's it's not like that. So no, it's, no. And it's a, and the funny thing is after a while it became very funny, but in the beginning it was like, it was, it was a little off-putting because yeah. I couldn't believe like, wow, man, I'm just trying right. to fix some bad habits I got. Right. And you're noticing that I, I mean, listen, I, listen, it does not suck to wear a size jeans that I wore in ninth grade as opposed to like right. five or six si- sizes yeah. bigger. Right. That does not and, suck. And I will say, I will say like, right. you look younger. I think generally. I think yeah. generally that's it for not just for me, but I'm saying for most people generally. Well, yeah. you take care of yourself; it will You're show s- outwardly. Absolutely. But it's not like I'm out there like somehow in a weird way flaunting that. It's just I mean, you're going to see me. I'm just thinner, 
But that's okay. Be happy. It doesn't matter if you did say, like, I look great. 100%. I get it. I I mean, I feel the best I've felt in years. Mm -hmm. I mean, and part of that, a huge part of that was, like, my mental health. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, I... I feel like I look good. I like taking pictures right. in my fucking mirror and I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, right. honestly. Well, I, I had, I had I like portraits it. done here that, uh, for the promotion of the show, my realtor practice, that I probably, at that heavier weight, might not have been inclined to do because I really didn't like it myself at that point, right? Right. But I right. had no problem doing it because I look better in clothes. Yeah. I mean, I look better yeah. to advertise myself. Right. I can't apologize for that. If, you, no. if y'all don't dig it, I can't help yeah, you Yeah, like, that. yes, bye. I can't help you with it. But, yeah, I mean, right. yeah, but that's the... It is funny, though, the judgment that we have um, in every regard. It's like people have a hard time often being happy for others when they see they're getting things that they want right. in any capacity of their life. Yeah. And social media, I think it's always been the way it is, but I think social media now has put that out in the forefront. Like take any example of somebody, um, like if a star would like lose a lot of weight, and you would see like a, you, you see hundreds and hundreds of comments. But if you were peruse through there, some people, oh, they look fantastic. And some people say, oh, there must be the cocaine, right? There's always yeah. got to be a reason. Right. Or I wish I had a personal chef to cook. Yeah, all I mean, like, <laughs> really? I mean, what a way to live. If that's really your answer to shit is really to create an excuse. I would honestly, you know? I mean, I know money helps. Would, but you, ever I be, would you really want to be famous? I mean, I wouldn't want to be famous. No. And what comes with it? I mean, you, you have a little taste because of your family. But, I, but I mean, would you really want that? Would you really want some, would you really want to put a post up and have like 8,000 comments on there? No. Because you wouldn't go through them, but you would be tempted to. No. Right? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to plead the fifth and I'm going to go, no. I'm, it's, I'm not going to speak to, but you, yeah, because of family, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna go no. Okay, yeah, that's, it. that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like yeah, that's what that's, that's what I'm getting at. So it's yeah. like you know I I I don't know that the seen it no yeah, yeah. it's fucking brutal yeah, and, and you can't tell me that does not weigh to the that doesn't weigh on the minds everyone's of some of these human celebrities. yeah yeah exactly everybody's right human, A- athletes the whole thing it's yeah. like yeah and that and that's the thing where the, the social media. Um, Everybody gets a voice, but I'm not really sure. And this is going to sound terrible, but this is honestly how I feel inside. Get it. Everybody gets a voice. I'm not sure some deserve a voice. I agree. You're not a good enough human. You hurt other people on a daily basis, so you don't deserve this mechanism to keep fucking hurting people. You don't deserve it. Yeah. I, that's something that I've struggled with, uh, in the last couple of years was shit talking is shit talking, mm-hmm. right? We've all shit talked. Mm-hmm. When you go out of your way to damage another human yep, to actually take them and hope that they crumble. I I mean, my arm hair standing up. Mm-hmm. It is literally, I think, one of the worst things that you could do to somebody to like mentally hope that they crumble, especially nowadays. 
is the worst thing that you could, it's literally the worst thing to do. I would rather you punch me in my face. Mm-hmm. I mean, try it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Then mentally try to drain yeah. somebody. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've, I'm, I really hope that my kids never, I hope that they have enough self-respect for themselves that they never have to decide whether they're worth that or not. But there's definitely been times in my life where I was not able to step out of letting somebody consistently drain me Mm -hmm. and do the recovery from it is is mortifying it's brutal it's mortifying mm-hmm. and honestly like mm-hmm. my family and my friends are the fucking they're the best the best the best of the best mm-hmm. because it's well psychological damage is the worst it's horrible oh it's, it's horrible. way worse and, than physical damage and you way will worse. literally have that for the rest of your life mm-hmm. there are when someone says a trigger, there are things that will always like trigger you. You know what I mean? Um, but I never realized, and and I think I was the person when like when I was younger. Yeah, the word depression came up, and mm-hmm. you're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, and in some time, <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, you just you just de- you got over it. You just dealt with it and got over it. But I didn't think that I would experience. I thought I would go through all that shit. Like I had kids young, right? Right? right. You know what I mean? Like right. got divorced. Like all that stuff would be like right here in this part of my college and getting in. You know, trying to figure, you trying to figure my. I didn't think I'd be trying to figure myself out. Like right. still. Right, like, course. you know, but I think people just are always, I think you should always be reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I will never not be trying to make myself happy. And people can say it's selfish as fuck, but like, I definitely have, I will come first for sure. And then I will be the best that I can for my kids. Well, certainly. But that's not, that's not what it is. Mm-mm. And I think that is a huge part of why people aren't happy. Because people just stay in their comfort, in their madness. And if you, th- like, if people think that everyone doesn't see that they're just crumbling on top of themselves, it- it's, it's, it's very, it's easy to catch up on, you know, if you, if you watch someone long enough, mm-hmm. um, you could only, you can only pull the covers over somebody's face for so long, you know, including your own family, friends, children, whatever. Um, and, and so, you know, you have to show yourself some value and you'll be such a, you'll, you'll show others value in turn. So like, that's that whole thing about how we treat others. If you talk to yourself like shit and you feel like shit, you're going to treat others like shit. 100%. Um, and that's, well, I think that's, you nailed it. I think we're projecting now 
on you know, onto other humans all the fucking time. And that projection yeah. is usually all of our own insecurities, all of our own jealousy, fear. all of our, and it's you know, fear. Fear. Without a doubt. It's literally your fear. Like you're afraid that if you take a step to do something to make yourself happy, um, it's not gonna make you happy, or you're afraid to take a chance, or you're afraid that someone's gonna judge you for it, or you know, yeah, if you take if you if you take a s- stance to do something to make yourself happy and whoever's in your life steps out, let him step out. Let him let him step out. It, 100%. It, it, and the people that will see you do that, if they want to be there, they'll be there. 100%. And they're in the long run, it, it'll pan out. People will, you know, that's exactly what I want my kids to see is that you know, I will follow what makes me happy. And, you know, it might not always be the best route, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I'll be damned if I'm going to sit in my misery for sure. Right. And they're always going to see me persevere and overcome and be strong. Oh, that's us. I think that is what's missing a lot right now for all of our use and maybe to some degree for the kids that aren't getting it at home maybe there are some outlets on social media where they can like dial yeah. in and like get nuggets of this stuff maybe yeah. that can be helpful i follow a ton of therapists mm-hmm. um and there's some really cool ones there's some child psychologists and i follow a lot of you know adult psychologists mm-hmm. and they're not just like tacky like they're really they're really in tune to like what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And there's some really like badass people. Of course, I follow people like Jocko and Goggins yeah, and, Goggins. you know, complete psychopaths. Yeah. Because but I'm. You, but you need a little of that too. Right. Yeah. It has to be a hardcore mix. Like yeah, I'm not 100%. out there like 100%. Goggins is like, oh, my legs broke, but I just did 30 miles. Like he's a fucking psycho. I, I just, yeah, I just listened to, um, that's funny. I just listened to his second Rogan appearance from a couple years ago. Yeah last night again just once in a while when i'm out i'm out running or walking yeah. whatever i choose to do it's like I, it's good it's good to, but, but that's the kind of stuff i think it's great to, yeah some kids if it, kids that are inclined to they gotta pull nuggets like that yeah. that's how the book all, is great the book is a, the book is excellent and the i would say read the book but then do the audio because david actually gives narration yeah along with the narrator yeah. okay it's like a little mini podcast throughout the book it's crazy right crazy good i mean he's just yeah. he's a hoot to listen to he and that's a story and, and, and even real... if someone and i guess the message i would tell people about goggins is you got to look beyond the insanity of what he actually did the message is not ultimately to do all those crazy health no it, it's the fact that it how can gr- be done yes and how he got there yes. relying on nobody else right. but himself and his mind right that I think right. is the takeaway. Right, absolutely. He came from a bad yeah. way and kept yeah. making bad decisions over and over again. Right, and he just kept picking yeah. it up and going, and eventually he figured it out. Yeah, and if, yeah, and sure. some kids don't have parents out there that can give them that message. Yeah, for sure. You know, and if they can find it other places, I think that so there is some intrinsic value in social media in that regard. I think, but there's a lot of bullshit though right and there's there's a lot of people that need to hear it the way he delivers it 100 like, the rawness I mean, of it yeah 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 lo- getting motherfucked and- yeah. yeah i mean like and, and and again but that's the great thing about it is like everybody 
uh, is different. So everybody's, you know, everybody is a collective. Certain people are going to like Jocko will have a different kind of delivery. Right. Rogan has one kind of delivery. You know, Goggins has one kind of delivery. Cameron Haynes has another kind of delivery. Yeah. They all have their own thing, and it's right. good because there's an audience for it. Right. For sure. You know, yeah. Goggins isn't going to appeal to everybody, but there are people that need Goggins. Right. You know. Right. I mean, and there's a good, you know, you could do a little mix, but I definitely. I definitely follow as many different kinds of, you know, psychoanalysts and things. Cool. Yeah, There's why not? A lot of cool people lot, on about social it. media. Think about it. Before the web, this advice you'd have to get to pay for it. Right. Everything in the world is available if you really just go out and just look right. for it. You got to do. You got to use good content. Honestly, use yeah, it. 100%. Use it for the right reasons. Good content. And see, maybe that's a skill they're not teaching in school that maybe they should. Remember, remember when um. I'm a little older than you, so a little. Uh, Windows was so mainstreamed in the 90s that schools had to start incorporating teaching Windows because that was how the world was operating. Right. Well, maybe social media is so ingrained right now that that maybe academically they should be in how to discern good content, positive content from garbage. I don't. That should be a class. I, I agree. And I don't think psychology. I don't think we should be talking about Freud. Um, we're good. We get it. Okay. I think we should be talking about actual today psychology, mm-hmm. mental health in class. Those those legendary psychiatrists don't have any meaning if there isn't any context to real world circumstances. So yeah, Freud, teach Freud's words through actual real now. life context. Right. right. And that's not what's happening. And that hasn't been happening in a long time. No. Maybe that's an opportunity. Right. You know, I mean, like, uh, like history should not still be the same history that we learned, right? So when there's no context, know, things the need lessons to from history need to keep progressing. There's a book I read many years ago. Jim Rohn recommended it in the '90s and the '80s. It's called Lessons of History by Durant, and it's a small book, but that there was a an attempt by that author to take these momentous moments in history and find the ultimate lesson to them and just spell it out very clearly. This happened because this is this ultimately happened because these these two things happened and this this decision caused this. That can as a nugget a kid can take and say, "Wow, in history this ha- it's happening over again." I can right. see that's that is something somebody can learn from, not just to memorize a theorem. Right. Right? That's bullshit. And we're still doing that. No, I know. And then it's it's like a hamster wheel. You had so. so you so you got through the um I'm dying to ask you about this because you were pulling your hair out when you were here last time. It was the middle of the pandemic and you were doing the online schooling with your children. Oh, my kids were <laughs> stellar students. They Everybody were. made the honor roll. Everybody made the honor roll. Really? I think everybody had to. Have. Mom must have made the honor roll too. <laughs> I, li- I I don't think they had a damn choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but th- that's all normalized now, though, right? I mean, everything's like, good. Everything's, yeah, everything's back, back to, to normal. normal. There's no masks in school. We actually had to start school. I. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe they had to wear the mask on the bus for. I don't think my kids did. Though. I don't know. I think the bus drivers were like, "Screw this shit." Um. You know, my kids caught like a little cold the yeah. first week, yeah. but I think that was every year till the end of time. Like yeah. it's like once everybody's back in school. Uh-huh. Um, 
but yeah, my son's playing football this year. Sports are back in session mm-hmm. and he'll go back into basketball and then track. My daughter's swimming and, mm-hmm. and so then does it feel like we're back? Let me let me it ask does. let me ask you this. Okay, does it feel like we're back when you're out in everyday life? To forget the school thing. You see, you see so you established that it feels like school is back to quote unquote normal. What about the rest of your life when you're out and about? Do you feel like it's 2018 again? Or does it feel like something different now? It's a little, di- it's different. Restaurants are not the same still. Bars, restaurants, eh, I think it depends on where you go. Some places didn't recover. I I, I eat out a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I do think some areas have not recovered. I feel like um, a lot of small business didn't recover, which sucks. Uh but some, the small business that did is still killing it. So the small business that did well, like gave good service, was consistent, was good to their employees, they stuck it out, honestly. Like places, like some local places like Downey House, yeah. still killing it. Yep. I mean, I ordered from there a lot. Uh, just as a, a local joint, you know, right. and consistently good all through the pandemic. You know, those right. guys, they're always great to me when I'm there and to everybody. Uh, it's, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Their regulars stood by them and, and they persevered and, and I'm glad for them. Um, and and there, there are some places that just I don't think fully are doing what they were doing. Um, you know, hopefully like football helps some mm-hmm. some of the local mm-hmm. bars and stuff mm-hmm. like that come back to life a little bit i mean would you agree do you do you uh, eat out a lot do i you? think not not that much anymore but i will say that it everything feels different to me and maybe i'm kind of romanticizing the whole thing but i this world whether i'm going into a convenience more to pay my gas my, my feels empty right Everything is, yeah, and if it isn't empty, it's just people are looking around a little bit. We're still, you know, because you got a collection of people. Let's say there's like 30 people in a convenience mart at one time coming yeah. and going. Out of those 30 people, there's probably five that are either still have masks on oh, or, yeah. or they're worried about the thing. Yeah, they're, they're looking at each other. They're still six foot, six feet different. They're still, yeah, and, and, and that's a weird thing to see people in masks now. And I, I kind of feel bad for them because they're really being stereotyped. Think I about stopped it. doing the double take thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm kind of like, you know, but, but my mind goes to it when I see people with masks yeah. on. I'm thinking, well, maybe they have, like, a health condition right. or something. I, I try to look at the positive. Like, maybe right. they're just doing, they're, they're doing it, obviously, I'm hoping for other people. But there are probably some that yeah. are just, either really lost or maybe irrationally freaked still. Yeah. You know, there's, so that's the part about society, Nikki, that I think it's just like, we're, 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 there's, we're not really back yet, in my opinion. We're not, but how funny is it that like, I mean, all of a sudden now, like, no, it, we just don't talk about it anymore. Like it, it would just, it did its damage and now it's, we're. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I think it's fine. It's weird. It's just it's definitely like, weird. I mean, we because a million people died. What was the guy? What was, guy, I mean, what was the fucking point? <laughs> like, just to ruin everything and then just have everyone try to figure out 
how we get anything back ever. We can't get cars. People can't get houses. I can't get my kid toaster strudels. Like, I mean, what? It's no chips. Yeah. Yeah. It's, (laughs) yeah. It it makes me really wonder if any of the mitigation things we did, the masks and the social distancing, if any of that really mattered in the end. And if it didn't really matter, and people were the same amount of people were going to die because yeah. that, it's here. Right. Did we go about it the wrong way? I'm wondering. And did, and did maybe our mitigation somehow have the reverse effect and may have caused kill our more, immune systems, kill more people, keeping them in. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm hoping that before we get another one, I hope it's a long time from now because we need time to really research wh- how we handled it and not make the same mistakes again. And that's going to take some time. We won't be able to ask your boy Fauci. Yeah. I don't know. See you later, buddy. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. I'm sorry. It's and it's like, it, it's really hard right now. I'm going to talk about this too. So last time we were here, we were talking about indifference. And both of us were agreeing that, you know, when you try to you know be a moderate person and look at all sides and make a decision and just go on with your life, that indifference is hard. You're really being pushed to be both sides want you want you so bad. Yeah. The left wants you want you and the right wants you so bad. They don't want you waddling in the middle and being indifferent about any fucking thing. Yeah. And I just am though. I am too, but man, it's become even more difficult in 2022 than it was in 2020. It's hard. Oh, I yeah. find it difficult. Yeah, it's I fr- find it difficult. It's definitely difficult. I um I just don't talk about it. Yeah, I don't I know. I like if someone bring, I mean, it's like talking about religion. I don't do it. Well, didn't we learn that as kids before before the web? It was religion. Don't talk about religion, politics, and something else. Whatever it was sex. I don't know what it was, whatever it was, but it was something. I, it was, grew, it was I was off. in a Catholic school, so I was like, I had it pounded down my throat. Yeah, that's what now I mean. I'm just like, but but it's every. I mean, it's like, and I I get a lot because of this show, and I, I do a show with Rocco Coza once a week. We do something called. Um, Every two weeks we do a series within yeah, the podcast. I see it. How yeah, how how we see it. We're um we're really just reflecting on what happened. Rocco's a little more opinionated than I I am, but I'm just kind of reflecting on okay, this this happened. How do you feel about that? And I just put it Let out. Let him there. go. <laughs> but so I'm I'm aware of what's going on, but I just can't join the fucking team. Yeah. I hate them all. I hate to say about yeah. hate, but I just don't like yeah. any of them. Yeah. I don't think any of them are being genuine to us. None of them. And that's the problem, I think, with the pandemic. You had right. some states doing some things and some states doing things other ways, and the whole country's just fighting. It's I don't crazy. know how conspiracy theorists' heads don't blow up. <laughs> I mean, the consumption of time and the obsession to, like, I, I, I don't know. Does it feel real to you like we went through that yet? Think about this. In 2000, you and I talked about you coming on here in January of 20. And you you were going to come on, I think, in March, right around the time that the pandemic actually happened. So when we first saw the idea of sitting down, the world was completely different. Yeah. There wasn't a pandemic. We were just cruising through, you know, the 2010s and headed toward the 2020 and Got to 2020, no big deal. And all of a sudden, boom, March 2020. Wow. The whole world got tipped over. And it's like, is it like when you look back on that, does it feel real? I wasn't, I'm not okay with probably 
90% of what happened. But the 10% of like where I'm at right now and what I went through in the last two years, I got to be grateful for it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people not dead no. serious. Whether it's it's how I feel, uh-huh. the people in my life, uh-huh. um, I wouldn't be where I am now had that not happened. Um, mm-hmm. so if you could take some positivity to you know some sort of feeling some some grateful aspect from it everybody had to take something that they learned from it 100% or you know it's just something there's going to be some pearl something from it everybody even the shittiest person i think you're right in that and i for me when I say this, I have to watch how I say it because I don't want to make light of. Well, I don't make light of any of the deaths or anything like that. Oh. but I'm not happy yeah. it happened. But I did make the fucking most of the time. You know, like if society had to change for these year and a half, two years, I fixed a lot. I mean, whether it was out, lack, of, you know, getting rid of alcohol, losing weight, getting healthy, I did that. And maybe without the pandemic, I might not have been on a path to do that. You know. No. So, right. yeah, I mean, I personally, but it came, it was work. Oh, it's, yeah. It still would have been work without a pandemic. Right. But it gave me a reason to actually yeah. focus on it. Yeah. So, make any sense? Focus. Yeah, absolutely. Because there was I've, nothing else to do. Uh huh. There was nowhere to go. Especially early on, right? Yeah. I think when you were on this show last, we were all still on lockdown. Yeah. We couldn't do shit. No. I mean, look, I pulled into Coriopolis. There was tumbleweeds in the... <laughs> hey, you don't, you don't know how dicey it was restarting shows because the only way I got away with that was... It wasn't even the fact of the social distancing two rooms. The only way I got away with that was that we're a non-commercial show. So it was not a revenue-generating show. Oh, okay. So they couldn't... It was a hobby. Right. So are you going to tell me I can't do a hobby? Yeah. You see what I mean? Now, if I was yeah. generating money, then argument can be made, well, it's a business. Right. So that's, I think that's kind of how I was able to, whether they paid attention or not, the powers that be, but, but that's, I think that's how we, we got away with it. But I, I, I was losing my mind because I shut down for six weeks and postponed six weeks of shows. And finally I said, what am I doing? I got, yeah. this is, you know, we have to start talking to each other. Right. Lose your mind. Yeah. But right. I, I really Your do. wife probably wanted to get the fuck out of the house. Get out of the house. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Just go yeah. do something. Right. Go talk to yourself. I'm just not used to I mean, I'm just not used to being that still. But the, but my point is, we today should be over, not over, how, how we ever get over it. But yeah, we should be able to tell our kids, hey, you need to get over it. Move on with your life, especially right. our young. Yeah. But are we just supposed to ignore that this thing ever fucking happened? Like how many businesses were put out of business? Yeah. How many fortunes or family nest eggs were lost just by timing? Gentleman or wife opens up a business, puts her life savings into it, and the pandemic wipes them the fuck out. I know, I I know it sucks, and this might sound like real shitty, but like I can't, I personally can't, like I don't want to keep looking behind me. 
Oh yeah, for sure. So for sure, I'm just gonna focus forward and and personally, hopefully by doing that, it'll better better acclimate me with anything that is gonna come at me. Yeah, for sure. Because if you if everyone keeps doing that, then if something God forbid does happen, then it's gonna punch them in the face and and. At that point, there's going to be people that 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 aren't going to get up. That oh. maybe did this. That maybe did this time. One hundred percent. Yeah, so. and I, I agree with that too. I, I just I really hope that we don't have another no. one soon because the way we handled this one was just like ah. no. And like we both said, you know, like we don't think we've hit the bottom of how shitty the world is, how shitty people are to each other, and and you know, hopefully. Just a little at a time. But you know, it's fascinating. Like we're being sold, I think, whether it's media, social media, whether it's news, that there's all this strife. But like when you go out today, I think I put a social media post on this morning. I was compelled. I went to went to CVS out here and a young lady was uh, working the counter and there was a, an elderly woman trying to cash out. And it was taking her a while. And this this young girl was so patient and kind and like, you know, just laid back, relaxed, made the lady feel wonderful because she was relaxed. And, I, and I'm behind them. So I'm watching all this like for five, seven minutes just to cash out two things. Huh. But I told her, I said, that was really great how you were with that. And and she said something to me like, um, she goes, well, she deserves nothing less. And I was like, wow, for a Aww. 18, 19, 20-year-old to, right. to, to recognize that. See, there's so much good shit happening all the time. But right. but are we are we programmed to really notice it? You know, and no. I have to I have to intentionally no. open my eyes and take yes. a deep breath, Nikki, and say, Hey, that was awesome. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that's happening everywhere. Yeah. Right. But we're not paying attention to no, it. No, we're not. No, we're not, because everybody's just driven to look at the next negative thing that's going on, right? We're because, having them do that to us. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to do their own work, though. That's the thing. Yes. If you and I and whoever comes in this room or whatever, we can sit and have funny conversations and mm-hmm. and be enlightening and in or or you know anybody who's sharing good quotes or sharing yep. positivity, but. If people don't want to take it in, then you can't make anybody change. Oh, yeah. Ha- yeah. So it has to come from within. It really sure. does. Like, And people really got to take a look inside themselves and say, you know what? All right. Today, I'm going to do one good thing a day. You know, I'm going to try to give a compliment or try yeah. to give a smile or try starts, to help somebody it out. There. It really does. And, and, and it's when someone does something kind for somebody else everybody instead of just saying wow that was really kind they all go well they must have done that for a reason well maybe they didn't maybe maybe the self-gratification it's so that's cynical. a good thing it's, so cynical, it's a good thing so i'm just hey we'll keep our fingers crossed and as the weeks go on and maybe we'll do some more shows and then we can uh-huh. talk about how fucked up things hopefully are. we hopefully we don't hit the fucking bottom yet all right, before you scoot, I wanted to ask you about another. It's a, we're going to take a, make a right turn. Hmm. Um, so I did a father-son podcast with okay. Rocco Coza and his son and Austin Major and myself. They were roughly the same age, 20 and 21. Yeah. It was great. But it was a little sad. And one of the, the reasons I said that for me is because um, when they talked about dating, 
and they're both in college. They talked about the way the kids are maneuvering. Everything's Snapchat now, or all the conversations are text related. And there was a trepidation about asking or contacting people they didn't know, females they didn't know, because they were worried about being put on blast or being made fun of in social groups and online social groups. And like they just didn't want to deal with the aggravation of it. So their interpretation of what dating is is really different than the experience I was used to. And it just seemed to me like, wow, like, you know, there could be a fantastic woman that you, girl, lady, women, whatever I'm allowed to say now, out there that you want to get to know, but you were afraid of like her turning on you on social media, maybe, and having people make fun of you. There's a real fear there, like a cyber bullying kind of thing. Oh, I think cyber bullying is so real. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. want to talk about that for a second because I, it really opened my eyes. And again, it wasn't a specific circumstance where there was any real, um, real deeply negative circumstance, but I, it was there and it was stopping them from socializing even on the dating front. That's horrible. It was actually. fucking, and I didn't want to make a big deal on the show. No, the more I sat and contemplated, yeah. it's like, geez, that's, it's, I mean, I don't know. So the whole thing on cyber bullying, I've done a little deep, bit of deep dive right. in that. And it is so different than the bullying that I remember. No. Totally if different. You, totally different. Yeah. If you got bullied, I mean, it was, it happened in, in person or in school. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, typically you'd run into someone face to face and that, and yeah. you was handled. Generally. You're right. So now everybody's a big internet tough guy. Yeah. Half the time, True. the people that are bullying you, you never even see. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I, it's a whole different level. Um, I don't think it's allowing people who are on the receiving end of it to even be themselves. I couldn't even imagine the whole dating part of it, yeah. you know, as, as you were talking about, um, the whole idea. Well, they're, of, they're not dating. They're not they're really just afraid having, to date. Like that whole thing about meeting a strange a person, a stranger, and then getting to know them over coffee, whatever. They're not even doing that stuff. Yeah. It's like it's different now. No. It's different now. There's well, not we, as much socialization. Well, no. And, you know, and then they – so it's – it would, to me, I guess, be similar to the dating websites like Match.com, Plenty of Fish, things mm -hmm. like that. It's all internet-based. And you really – you have nothing but a picture – Right. Because everybody, you, you obviously have to be physically attracted to somebody, clearly. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody's idea of what they think is good looking is different. Sure. Um, but, you know, that's what you have to go by. So the whole Internet idea of all of that, I mean, that person could be the most beautiful person in the world. It would be a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. I guess that's mm -hmm. what dating is. Where the hell do you meet people? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, that whole bull, cyberbullying thing to me, I never took seriously because I always thought it was so. And believe me, when I listened to these two young men, I did think elements of it was like, wait a second, you know, come on, snap out of this, doesn't matter. Like, what do you talk? What do you give a shit what people think about you? But I had to step back and say, I'm not in their shoes. I'm right. not there. I would, and been, I probably, and I probably I, would be worried I, about. What I people really want to go me. back and watch that because I'm very interested. Just even. From the standpoint of like, I mean, my son probably understands. That's you know, where I'm was, going with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd be, be like, just be aware that that, because I 
I just thought everything, and Rocco thought with Gabe that everything was just normal. And we made the assumption that, well, their experiences are, you know, like our experiences. And that's a huge mistake. From generation to generation, it's always different. But it's no right. more different. No, There's no more greater difference than the era right before the web and the current web generation. Correct. Big, Correct. big cavernous divide there of differences you know and i just caught me off guard like holy shit right i don't know anything what is going on there right and i mean just you can see the margin of obviously divorce rate Mm -hmm. and -hmm. thing you know and i feel like that is obviously has a great level to do with i think so Oh, yeah, just because they're not getting that that unified front at home. Because everybody can go and get their attention on a screen, though. Yes. Pseudo attention. Well, I think, like you mentioned it earlier, parents are probably using those. Like my parents did. They used the television when I was young to, to babysit me. You know, right. and every parent does it to some degree. No, right. There are no perfect parents out there. But now it's so much easier. They're walking around with a diversion. Right. Give them the phone, let them sit in the corner for like five hours. Right. Not fucking healthy. Yeah. But I, I, the way we're, the way that um, um, young men and ladies are interacting and finding each other is so different than what I remember. No, I know, and and, and honestly, it's either that or it's it's a bar. Yeah, but the bar was organic, though. It was then. It was then. Yeah, it was. And now everybody's. I mean, it's. The pe- people are drinking for pure effect now. Like, what do you mean? I feel like the enjoyment of going and having a few drinks to just unwind is, I, I, I feel, is more, I need effect. I need to drink for effect. You have to, so you ha- you're saying... I'm drinking to get into a certain state. Yes. Or am I drinking to brag about it on social media? No. To To get get into into a a certain certain state. Because I can't function unless I get in there. Possibly. Wow. But I think that's a, I think that's a dealing with life thing. I think that's a. And you've you've observed this over the last couple of years? Well, I mean, I've been bartending for 20 years. That's what I mean. Like you can see the the change. Okay. The change. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The change. And I mean, honestly. So are they drinking faster to get there quicker? I mean, I, it could be that. I, I think everybody's level of stress has changed, too. And, um, you know, you never you never know what somebody's really going through unless they tell you. A lot of people tell you. Or the more they drink, they, of course they tell they you do. a lot. <laughs> tell you some shit no, you don't want to know. No, no <laughs> wonder you're in, you love psychology so much. Yeah, you're a part that I forgot about yeah. that. So, um, of course. But, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, people processing that way, but it's, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, maybe you really meet somebody at a bar or whatever. But like now it, that even that's kind of hard because everyone's there for a reason, right? Okay. You're not just like, oh, I stopped okay. after work to have a cocktail. Like we've been camped out here for like six hours. Like I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not meeting anybody here tonight. Even if I find somebody attractive, it's like, yeah, you're probably putting in a good shift by the time, you know, so, (laughs) 
But like, you know, the, the college kids, college kids, that's yeah. what they do. They do their studies and then they probably go out with their buddies or their girlfriends and right. do their do their right. drink or clubbing or whatever right. it is that they do. <laughs> and and then it's like, who definitively, like definitively do you meet genuinely at that stage when you're inebriated? I don't know. Yeah, not always good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for like I an hour, right but <laughs> yeah. Until the next morning. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, right. Bad stories there. Yeah. yeah. So. My yeah, friend, this is, you have I, fun? Uh, yeah. Love you so much. Yeah. So right genuine. Back. Well, we need to do this more often. I know. On a we'll regular basis. Yeah, I, got, I, have, I have ideas. Yeah. We, and okay. I'd love to have you on some of these panel shows I'm doing too. I would love to do that for sure yeah let's not make it she's um, on record now saying that so when she doesn't appear then y'all can like give her some shit yeah let's not make it so long but you got uh, it genuinely such a well you seem like you're in a great place i am i am thank you for uh yeah. thank you for nagging me to to get back I, yeah, in I here thought I, was, I was like i first i thought i must have done something she's not <laughs> no. like, you know, i sent her a message like uh, like three weeks later she's like oh i'm still around but i'm, I'm not alive ready. i'm like okay yeah yeah but yeah oh, it's wow. good to see you you too all right, love. All right. Bye. We're out.